This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com, iTunes, and it is available as well on the Talk 107.3 mobile app. It's a good one moving into the better part of the year in these parts. I don't know if the cold weather is done, but as I sit and record this open, it is about 80 degrees here in Baton Rouge, and I'm okay with that. I think the older I get, the less I like winters here. It isn't so much because of the cold, although we we did have some cold this year. It's just all the rain that seems to come with it now. Not loving that a whole lot. But what are you going to do about it, right? So we got a good one for you today, episode 152. By And last week's show with David Savona of Cigar Aficionado magazine got a lot of great feedback from people. I appreciate it all. David always does a great job, and I enjoy talking with him whenever we can get him on. We also announced the date for this year's Smoke 'em If You Got 'em fundraiser benefiting the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. It is going to be on Sunday, May 20th at Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. This is, again, the fifth year that we have done it, and we give 100% of the proceeds to organizations that support military vets. And for the last two years and this year, we have been benefiting the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Taya Kyle was here last year for the event, and she is coming back again this year. And we have a lot of great surprises for this year's event. In fact, I secured something else that's pretty cool last week. And the closer we get to it, we'll tell you about it. I mean, it's a great event. Uh, you pay $100 to get in. All of that money goes to that organization. We have a live and a silent auction, right? Uh, we have a grill station this year like we did last year. That was a big hit. Brian Bennett and the folks at Insurance Procurement Services provided that. Geico Insurance will be there again this year, and they've got something special that they are doing for you. The auction items are going to be fantastic. Bobby D'Angelo uh, will be there again, and Bobby and I were communicating via text last week about the date, and he said he's going to he's going to have some stuff uh, for this year's event. I was speaking with Samantha with the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation week before last, I think it was, and she was telling me about a couple of items that they want to add to the live auction, so that should be fun. The auctioneer who was there last year is going to be back again this year. He was absolutely fantastic. Kind of made the auction. It was more of people being <laughs> kind of enamored and just taken by him and his style than anything else. And in the process, we made a lot of money in that auction. So I'm hoping that we can do that again this year. And of course, Don Juan Cigar Company, they will be involved. Christian Eroa. And the Eroa Cigar was the featured cigar last year, last couple of years, as a matter of fact. And will be again this year, hopefully with a, with a slight twist that I will be able to tell you about coming up in the, uh, in the weeks ahead. So mark your calendars now, Sunday, May 20th, 5 p.m., Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row in the courtyard. The courtyard, by the way, this year that will be covered so the rain should not be a factor. Be there for the event. It benefits the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. And in the coming weeks, we'll be, we will be announcing our title sponsor, a new title sponsor for this year's event. 
and I'm excited about them. Longtime friends of mine cannot wait to get the word out about that. It really is all about service and supporting those who serve with so much distinction and commitment. And that segues into what we're going to be talking about today. This show is about a lady who is taking service to an entirely higher level. Her name is Dina Weisberg, and she is a member of the Baton Rouge Police Department. She is also a Marine. And in a few weeks, we'll be doing something called the Honor Ride. Now get this. She's going to be riding a bicycle from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Washington, D.C. That's right, from Baton Rouge in Louisiana to Washington, D.C. It's just under about 1,500 miles. It's going to take roughly a couple of weeks to get this done. And it is to draw attention to the organization Back the Blue, that she will tell you a little bit about and what that organization does for officers in the capital city region here in Louisiana, but also to do something positive that hopefully the media will talk about as it relates to law enforcement. And she's trained for this and is really, really interested in doing something special, and I think she will. By the way, you can go to their Facebook page, uh, the Back the Blue Facebook page, to learn about this ride and also to make a donation there. You can also get one of those sticker uh, stickers for your window or in your car or in your office or a car magnet. Uh, One is the the window sticker is five bucks. The car magnet's 10 bucks. It's a little donation you can make. Get a couple of those to support this cause. And I'm excited about talking with her when she is in studio with me next. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodri, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, people talk about resolutions, but as it relates to finances, when people come to your classes, you can tell them how to properly create those goals, correct? Absolutely. It's all about goal setting, the roadmap, the income plan. Yes. The average person does not have a written down income plan. Well, mm-hmm. that's your goal yeah. as to when to retire. So you back into it. It's very simple. You take my class. It's three weeks. Mm-hmm. starting soon. Give us a call. If you're in Baton Rouge, Mandeville, or in New Orleans, mm-hmm. we have classes starting all over the place. So ultimately, we'll hold you accountable. It's three weeks. It's just two hours a night. Yeah. It's the fastest two hours of your life. It'll, it'll change it'll, your it'll life. fly by. It changes your life. When I open the door and said you can do this yourself, it's kind of scary to fly by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be right there with you to hold your hand. I've jumped out of the plane at 12,000 feet. Yeah. I did it by myself. Right. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to let you jump out by yourself. I'm going to be right there with you. 20 years of helping families secure their financial future. The man knows what he's doing. Call him up. Brian Lowe Financial. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. Back with Officer Dina Weisberg of the Baton Rouge Police Department. She is also a Marine, never a former or 
Well, so as a friend of mine says, you're never really retired, at least not uh, if you are, it's reluctantly. <laughs> and Officer Weisberg is here because she's about to do something that's pretty fantastic. And it is going to be something that impacts a lot of people. I'll let her tell you about it. But first up, how are you? I'm good. How are you? G- glad to have you here. So you're doing this bike ride to D.C. Let's talk about that and then, you know, what it's about and why you're doing it. Okay, so it's going to depart from Baton Rouge April 30th, and I'll arrive for the first day of Police Week, which is going to be May 13th. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 1,461 miles. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. 1,461 <laughs> miles on a bike. Correct. Where did the motivation for this come from? I, uh, I had the thought to do it uh, while I was on a, on a long hike mm-hmm. for uh, actually Christmas Eve yeah. in the middle of the woods. And uh, I like to just do things that kind of push my body just yeah. to see what I'm capable of. Yeah. And I just Adrenaline junkie? Maybe a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, well, that's that Marine Corps brainwashing. Exactly. I think I'm capable of everything. <laughs> All right. And most, in most cases, you are. So, but yeah, you're, you're, so this, that led to wanting to do this. Correct. I, I just had this thought, and initially I thought about um, kind of hiking there because I was on a hike, and then mm-hmm. I thought, well, that would just take an insanely yeah. long time, and right. work won't let me go for that long. Right. So how else can I kind of get myself there? And a bike's the... Um, Hardest, but still faster way to accomplish that. So when you started putting this together, I I know that tactically you started planning it out, how long it was going to take you, what speed you had to be moving at and all of that. How long did that part of this take you? A lot longer than I expected. I did not think it was going to be nearly as difficult kind of plotting it out as it ended up being. Um, A more direct route is about 1,200 miles, Mm -hmm. but that also puts me through the Appalachians and... um, and that elevation would yep. have yep. been insane. Yep. Yep. So I ended up kind of changing the route. So it's it's a bit longer, but I won't have to deal with the same elevation. And this new route enables me to go through Jacksonville, North Carolina, which mm-hmm. happens to be where I was stationed in the Marine Corps. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, so so have you alerted people along the way? Are, are, are outlets alerted along the way that you're going to be passing through there on your way to D.C.? We're still working on that. Okay. Um, a lot of steps have been made. Yeah. I have also been talking to Marines that I served with that mm-hmm. are still there. As right. far as that particular stop, right. um, there's other people helping in handling handling the other stops. So what do you hope to accomplish and create with this? Just uh, really getting some attention, getting people to really, really understand. I mean, it's, you know, the thing is, is it's always out there. Um, you know, you're always going to, especially in Baton Rouge right yeah. now, yeah. our salaries and the yeah. pay gap with the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... Really, this charity, which a lot of people don't understand, is that we none of us get salaries. Mm-hmm. These donations really go to the cause, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of larger charities, which they're doing good work, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of overhead. We are all volunteering our time. So it, not only is it a tax write-off, but like the amount of money being donated is truly going to the cause. Right. And um, now let's talk about the cause. The cause is basically it's it, it's if a fallen officer to their family, Mm -hmm. if they're gravely wounded. It could be an officer that has, you know, a child with a medical issue or the flood. I I was impacted. My house was flooded and I have no family here. I'm originally from New York and the department really stepped up. Yeah. Uh, You know, so it's really anything where any officer is in need to make up for that that gap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's interesting because right now, Police officers have been a part of the media discussion 
And, you know, it's it's kind of a faddish thing now where negativity sells so much. Society wants to feed on negativity and cops so often have been right in the center of the dinner plate, uh, scrutinized for everything. You know, what do you think about that? Because I know you go to work every day like so many to do your job. But what do you think about that? That extra scrutiny? You know, it's always in the back of our mind. And, um, you know, you can't help but think about it. But at the end of the day, the silent majority supports us and shows the love. And that's what, you know, really makes everything, you know, worth it every day. And I can't, you know, count how many times I've heard people say to officers, I wish there was more officers like you Mm -hmm. and say it to me. And, you know, what what isn't getting put out there is the vast majority of us are all like that. Oh, sure. And um, one of the things that annoys me the most is hearing people say, well, it's your choice. It's your choice to put yourself in that position. You know, and anybody that says that doesn't understand a calling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's the same thing being in the military or Mm -hmm. being a police officer. It's not, you know, I was a helicopter mechanic. I could have gotten out of the Marine Corps and been making six figures. You know, I have a bachelor's degree, but I'm a cop. Yeah. Because I can't not be a cop. Right. And, um, you know, and thank God that there is people that have that calling. Thank God that there's still generations growing up that have the calling to join the military. Yeah. Um, You know, so it's you can't. Just that whole attitude, like like we're, we should just be cannon fodder yeah. because that's what we want to do for a living. It's so, it, that is very true and well said. You know, I, I, I listen to a lot of the discussions in media. I spent you know, 20 years doing radio, talk shows, the whole thing. And one of the things I don't miss is the lust for negativity. Like, I'm just, it, it's draining now. And everything is over scrutinized. And then social media is both a blessing and, and a curse. I know I sound like an old fart saying that, but the truth is it is because that's what people do. They get into the keyboard cowboys. They yes. jump into their little <laughs> silos and say things that they'd never say face to face. And, you know, I think we can have a discussion because police officers and as as an organization, as an industry of service, it's not perfect, but no one is correct. Not education, not ministry. Nothing's perfect. But if you only dwell on the negative, then you miss all of the other work that's being done every day. For you, if you had the opportunity to just speak directly with every citizen in Baton Rouge, to talk to them from the perspective of a police officer, a member of the military, someone who cares about the city, what would you tell them that they probably would not know? You know, realize, really that the entire department wants this city to be to be safe the things that have been put out there in the media especially the last couple of years yeah. you know it's it's really unfortunate and it's you know we need to we need to do a better job of really communicating who we are and getting to know people when we're not necessarily you know they're just on a call and I don't know sure. what the best way to do sure. that is because when I've had the opportunity to be able to do that it's you know the reception is is much different. Yeah. But uh, you know, even in even in any of those neighborhoods that are higher crime neighborhoods, on a more one-on-one basis, yeah. you know, you can really we do get through to them. People um, see the human side of it. Right. Yeah. You know, last year, I think three times I was with a group we put together to go out and canvas a couple of neighborhoods and we just walked and said hello to people and people were so happy to see police officers there and at the time Johnny Dunham was still the interim chief and one little old lady there were two old ladies staying together 
this was in Old South Baton Rouge out by LSU. We were walking. And she called him. She was beckoning for us. And so we walked over and she said hello. And then she told him, it is so wonderful to see y'all here and just doing this and not here to arrest anyone. And she was just gushing with him to say, we, we just love seeing this. It's important for us to see. But I don't think people realize in most cases when you guys are showing up, something bad's happening. Generally speaking, you're not delivering a telegram. Right. Well, and unfortunately, we're very shorthanded. Yeah. People don't want to be police officers as much anymore. Yeah. So they're taking a know, beating in the, in the media and on social media. So who's going to run to that? You know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, to, to have the time to be able to do those things, you know, it's it's in short supply and it's difficult. And, you know, we wish we had more time to do those things, but we just we don't. Well, you know, you were mentioning uh, some of the fallen officers, and I know that there's been a lot done recently to help Ricky Faust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the van was purchased and, you know, the city has kind of come to know that that's a whole different side of this reality that I don't think people see very often is the officers hurt or injured in the line of duty in less profile instances. Right. Those people still have families and it, it is really a difficult thing, isn't it? Right. Oh, 100 percent. And that was, uh, you know, when when I was on this hike and I was thinking about the fight he's going mm-hmm. through. Um, rehabilitation and, yeah. you know, and just the the strength that takes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just thought, you know, if he can do that, right. you know, and I'm, I'm sure I will be thinking about him while right. I'm on this right. ride. Right. Like, no matter what pain I'm feeling, it's nothing compared to the fight he's going for. Sure, sure. Um, and, yeah, that does, I, I feel like, you know, it hasn't, hasn't gotten as much attention to the general public. Yeah. You know, we... We within the department, obviously, mm-hmm. are, you know, he's always in our thoughts. So this thing, how many days? You, you said you're leaving on April 30th? Correct. And you're going to be, how long, how many days? You know, what's the plan? So, <laughs> and you know you're leaving Louisiana, so the weather could be anything. Right. It could be what we're having as we record the show, you know, 75 degrees and overcast, or it could be 50 <laughs> degrees and raining. So what about all of that? Let's take take us through the start of this thing and all the way through it. Well, I hope it's 50 degrees. Right. That would be really nice. <laughs> um, but I'm basically going to be taking off at dawn mm-hmm. um, every day. Every day I'm going to start start as soon as the sun's up high enough that I can see. Mm-hmm. And um, the first day is going to go from Baton Rouge to Biloxi. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I have the mileage starting mm-hmm. at our headquarters. Okay. Ideally, I would really like to, we would like to find a large sponsor um, that I will start the ride at their business. Um, Interesting. We have, we have a lot of um, radio shows and uh, yeah. news broadcasts that have, express interest in planning to be at there when I take off. Right. Um, so that would be some good advertising for them. That yeah. would also be a tax deduction. And they <laughs> they will be on the front of my jersey live streaming for two weeks. So um, we're, we're hoping to find a um Lindsay's a done a good job. I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Lindsay coming, coming through you there. That's well done. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so we're hoping to find that big sponsor, um, you know, to start at their business okay. and, um, and roll out from there. And then I'll go to um but that'll be the longest ride day to biloxi at 155 miles right and you and so leaving at dawn you think it's going to put you there when it will be 
It, just, I mean, at least 10 hours, okay. you know, I mean, I, I, I don't see myself doing it any faster than that. Um, cause I, I plan to average about 15 miles an hour. Okay. I was going to ask you that. Correct. So, so you're, I mean, you're in, you're in phenomenal shape. You work out, you know, cause fitness is a, is an attitude. Correct. It really is because <laughs> nobody really wants to do it. Right. And I'll tell anybody when you're working out, nobody just loves that. It right. hurts. It's, it pisses you off the whole thing, <laughs> but it's a, it's a state of mind. Correct. So you know, do but what are what are precautions that you have taken for say unforeseen things along the way? Well, as far as obviously the the basics of um, spare parts for the bike, yep. um, hydration too, I would imagine. Correct. Yeah. Um, I will definitely, and then we're we're going to work on having the two officers that will be in the um, support vehicle teach them how to give an IV. Yeah, yeah, which is important. So so they're going to be able to do that now. You know. And in our mindset, you're going to go all the way through this. There won't be any hiccups. It'll be great. And that is how it's going. Well, to that's go. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, when do you plan on stopping? You, you said every day you're, you're just going to go until it's dark and you can't see anymore. Well, I'm. Um, no, I mean, I have, I have. We have planned stops to stay for the night, and I'm mm-hmm. going to try to kind of keep on that schedule, even though I'm sure that there's going to be some days where I'm going to want to go a bit further. Mm-hmm. But there are uh, police departments that are talking about kind of escorting me through yeah. their towns or cities. Yeah. And um, those things are going to kind of be lined up as the days go on. Right. So it's there's going to be an importance of me stopping at the predetermined nightly stops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that will change is the very last day where um, I kind of gave myself an extra day in case there is a, a problem. Right. So that I would still be arriving on the 13th. Right. So right now, the last day of riding is, I want to say it's like 113 or 115 miles. Yeah. So if on the morning of the 12th, I hadn't needed to use that extra day, I'm going to cut that last day of riding in the, in half. Man, so the route is mostly through like interstates. Do you have any rural in there as no, well? No, it's pretty much, I mean, I can't be on the bike on an interstate. So, 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 okay, so then what way are you going from here to Biloxi? I'm going to be on 190 yeah. for a big chunk Holy of it. And then cow. I'm kind of sticking really low along yeah. the, the Gulf and then um, kind of cutting the corner in Florida and <laughs> right up the coast. Oh, my God. Savannah and Charleston and Myrtle Beach. I think that. this thing is going to gain a lot of media attention as people are people are going to be looking for you coming through their town. Right. And it's it's also a great example for physical fitness, taking on a challenge like this. And it could be, you know, you see people do things like this, but this is very, very different. Has anything like this been done before? Not not that I'm aware of, which is kind of why I thought it would be a successful fundraiser. And Man. It's, it's kind of getting there. And I bet you will not be able to wait to hop in a car or an airplane to come back to Louisiana after this is all over with. I think um, I think I'm going to end up having to drive back. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> you got, why, why do you have to drive back? Because, well, we're working on trying to get a, um, an RV yeah. the, to borrow one yeah. so, um, so that I can just kind of sleep yeah. you know, right where you I stopped. You hadn't worked that out day. yet? Well, we're trying to get a commitment. They have not committed yet. Unfortunately, we'll have to talk off the air. I know a guy. Maybe we can, we, we can help well, you out with that. Well, unfortunately, there's some kind of poker or something tickfa yeah is going on that weekend okay. so a lot of um rv rental places are all 
booked up. So Are you we're trying, trying to get to... one from here or on the other end over there? We want it. We need it from here to, to, to be, there to be the tra- like the trail vehicle. Yeah, but they won't necessarily be. I mean, they'll they won't necessarily be trailing me the whole way because I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make people hate me because I'm messing up their traffic in their town. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that. I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> that won't get me listen, any support. Listen, listen, I was gonna say, what's gonna happen if you're in rush hour? <laughs> right. and people are looking at you, going, "Hey, this is a great cause, but could you keep it moving?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> So um so they'll they'll be in my vicinity for the most part like hey meet me 50 miles ahead and then I'll call you if I need you kind right, of thing. Right. Um yeah so but that'll be so it'll it'll mitigate our costs of having to find a place to sleep or anything right. and also you know there isn't always going to be maybe a place right off the road I'm right. riding on right. to sleep that night. Right. And I'm not going to get in a vehicle the entire yeah, see, way, so see, I don't want to add miles trying to find. See, that's the thing that. I was wondering about. It's like, okay, let's just throwing all these scenarios out because this is entertaining and it's both <laughs> it's, it's, and it's inter- informative. So, what about the weather aspect of this? At what point do you have to pull over because? It's bad. I mean, I know if it's just raining and you can see and it's daylight, I'm pretty sure you can keep going. I mean, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. But let's say you're moving somewhere through the south and you got the winds and everything. It's going to make for a hell of a story for the movie one day. But, you know, (laughs) but what about that? Um, I am going to go through that and it will be live streamed. And I hope people are like, oh, that poor girl. You're live streaming it, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of figure the worse it is, maybe that'll um, hit a soft spot and people will donate to the cause that if, if I'm doing that for the cause, they can part with five bucks or something. So, so wait a minute, let's talk more about this live stream thing. So they're uh-huh. going to live stream it. So at any point, are you going to be talking to any anybody on the team who's like, you know, asking you, you know, interviewing you along the way? Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess we could. I hadn't really thought that much into it. Absolutely. We talked about putting a, a GoPro on the helmet. Yeah. And, um, and then I'll have a mount on my handlebars. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously batteries are an issue, but we're right. going to... Um, I have a little solar-powered little right. battery thing. So, I mean, that should... Help and you know periodically and I guess yeah if comments are coming in absolutely. I could be answering them. I mean you know you can do one writing. of those Facebook Live things and people could be wishing you encouragement. Somebody could read that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be great. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Now for any person who works out religiously, there are angry workouts mm-hmm. where you're working out and you don't want to be bothered. I'm sure you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So on this ride. When you're really pushing it, you're motivated, but at the same time, you do not want to do people right now. <laughs> so, so what about that? When you're happy that you're doing it, but you're like, please, stay 100 yards away. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm a little bit different when it comes to cardio. I yeah. used to kind of get like that sometimes in the gym. Yeah. But I got into running because I started running with someone that I could talk to. Okay. And, um, and also being that I am riding alone. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had like these flashes through my mind of kind of being like um, Tom Hanks and Castaway with the <laughs> with the volleyball, like kind of losing my mind a little bit. So I think the don't company, put that part on the live stream. <laughs> right. Well, I kind of feel like the, the company of um, that, you know, people coming through talking to me and, you know, being a little bit of a distraction from just like country, okay. country yeah. roads. It would yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. Now. And, and so you're not going to stop. What's going to be the diet on this thing? Um. I, I really 
will be eating extremely light while I'm riding. Okay. Um, but you're going to carb load, right? You, you're going to have to carb load for these long endurance runs, right? Correct. I will. Um, it'll probably be a lot of um, really just high calorie mm-hmm. bars mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I've just always found, I always stick with, um, even at work, just like protein bars. I eat very light. I I tend to get really bad heartburn if I'm active yeah, and yeah. I eat an actual mm-hmm. meal. Mm-hmm. So it'll it'll have to be just really high calorie um, meal replacement bars while I'm riding, and then um, and then at night probably just go to town. To oh my god! Get ready so, for the next day. so Police Week. When tell for because you mentioned that as we were starting mm-hmm. for people who are not familiar with what Police Week is. Let's talk about that. What is it? So it is a um, a one week in May every year in Washington D.C. where cops from across the country and actually across the world. I mean, I met I met a lot of police officers from other countries last mm-hmm. year. Uh, descend upon D.C. and um, there's a just a police officer everywhere you look, and it's basically to the the main point of it is to. Um, recognize the fallen officers that mm-hmm. fell in the line of duty from the previous year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this coming May, it'll be for the officers in 2017. And um, there's a candlelight vigil, and their names are added to the wall at the uh, National Police Memorial. Yeah. D.C., as you said, police are everywhere. I mean, so that's D.C. already, but on steroids now, because you can't move around that city without seeing right. some kind of officer and, and lots of people with long guns, especially in the in the political district down there, the downtown district. Mm-hmm. So when you get back, what kind of party are they throwing you? Man, I don't know, but I hope it's a good one. Yeah, we got to <laughs> come on, Lindsay. We got to get together on that. We That's got to be it's That's a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the department. What are you hearing from your colleagues in the police department about doing this? You know, a lot of uh, the the vast majority, they, you know, they know that they will be, um, you know, if God forbid the worst happens, that they or and or their families yeah. will benefit from it. Yep. So, you know, and, and also to note, it's not just Baton Rouge sure. police officers. Right. It's the sheriff's department, too. Right. If, That's you know, right. we right. we help because them, Nick so. Toulier is still, Correct. you know, fighting and doing what he's doing in Houston right now. Correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of support out there and we're we're trying to um, drum up that support into them also kind of hitting the pavement, at least hitting their family and friends or whatever connections they have to, you know, throw a couple dollars out there. So when you, you talked about having the motivation to do this, when did that happen? Like how long ago was that? Well, I, I think, um, you know, kind of like I said, goes back to that uh, Marine Corps brainwashing mm-hmm. that I just truly believe that I can do anything I set my mind to and um and for this this cause in particular I want to say it was um it was Christmas I spent not um, that long ago no I spent I spent Christmas Eve um in hiking in a Sipsy Wilderness Preserve in Alabama and I uh so yeah I want to say that's when it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a bike and I'm gonna go from Baton Rouge to Washington DC. I think that's awesome. So okay, let's tell people how they can learn more about the organization and learn more about this extraordinary thing that you're doing. Uh, the best way is to go to the Back the Blue of Baton Rouge Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, updates are put on there uh, pretty frequently. 
So that that would be the best way. And so hopefully there will be like a live feed during the day, like little uh, live streaming dialogue with you. And I'm sure that uh, who's going to be hosting this? We got to get somebody to jab at you while you're doing it. I want want them to make you angry along the way. Let's keep it raw and real. You know, both Jarhead and and Cop. Let's get all of that going. But I think that it's great. I think it's it's a motivating thing. It's it's. It's great because you are a police officer, you are a Marine, but, you know, you're also a lady. And it's something for young girls to see that as well, that, you know, you guys can do anything you put your mind to, jump in and and just go do it. And so I think this is a hell of a thing that you're doing there. And, man, we got to work on the party when you get back. Once again, how can people contact you? Uh, Back the Blue of Baton Rouge Facebook page. All right. And so now when this is right, we'll get you to come back right before... You're leaving, so we'll talk with you, and I will get Lindsay on the line too, and kind of get all the details about this. And then, sure as hell, when you get back here, we got to have a party or something big in Baton Rouge. Sounds good. Thank you, Dina. I appreciate it. Thank you. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consultant. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. How about that? (laughs) How about that? Nearly 1,500 miles... Two weeks on a bike from Baton Rouge to Washington, D.C. You know, if I did, I'd be the angriest bicyclist. Oh, my goodness. It just it's a, I guess she's right. Maybe it's the cause is so wonderful that that you're motivated by that. But you know how it is when you're working out and you're really in, into the groove and you don't want to make eye contact with anybody because you don't want anyone to think that you making eye contact with them is an invitation for them to walk over and screw up your workout. Hopefully I didn't let that cat out of the bag. If you see me in any gyms around Baton Rouge, it's just that just want to get that done. But I think it's phenomenal what she's doing. And I think the the motivation to help others is something that I often see with police officers and certainly with members of the military. And, you know, we talked about the negativity that is out in media now. And I said it, that not every police officer is perfect, but not every anything is perfect. I think you have to deal with situations that you find to be against what the expectation of an officer is, but you can't indict an entire police 
force or or even the profession of law enforcement because of you know any bad apple you find and i think that society now is in this weird place where so many feel like they have to make a choice between having respect and appreciation for police or having sympathy for people who are in poor situations in inner cities around the country and to be quite candid with you, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's the it's just it's ridiculous. It's it is like fourth graders, right? Choosing who to hang with on a playground. Obviously, the answer is you can do both. Obviously, the answer is you can respect someone in law enforcement and what they do and still have sympathy for and volunteer with and donate to causes that help people in poor situations or spend your time in service or in support of people who are trying to get out of tough situations. You can do both. This whole thing is if you're pro-cop, you're anti-black people or anti-poor people. I mean, come on, man. It just, I, I look, I don't, I don't apply uh, any admission to groupthink. That's not really my thing. I kind of think for myself and I encourage people to do the same. And here is someone, even as she's talking to me about what, what goes on with police, you see the pain in her face is just kind of it's frustrating because it's like, we're, don't believe everything you see on the media as a blanket of who we all are. And it's the truth. It's the truth that I know. Hey, I know a-holes in a lot of professions. So I, I will never blanket any one profession based upon one person I run across who's either not having a bad day or who is a chronic a-hole. Just, you know, I'm not going to do that. And I encourage people to see it the same way. You know, anyway, enough about that. Uh, I, I encourage you, if you didn't do it already, go to Facebook, look up the Back the Blue Facebook page, support Dina in what she's doing. I do think it's admirable. As I said during the show, not only is she a Marine and a police officer, it's a female who's doing this, and I think it is to be commended and is a great example to women young and old everywhere that all it takes to accomplish something great is the focus, the attention to it, and just the effort. You know, just go do it. Just go do it. And you can. So we wish her much success here, and we'll get with Lindsay on that party when she gets back. Man, that is going to be something when that happens. And I suspect media outlets all along the way are going to be keeping up with that. All right. You can follow me on Facebook forward slash Clay Young on the Twitter at Clay Young BR at Clay Young BR on Twitter. And again, mark the date Sunday, May 20th. For the fifth annual Smoke em. If you got them, Taya Kyle is going to be in the place. It is going to be fantastic. Some new stuff this year, and I am so looking forward to it. It's going to be here before you know it. Tickets are $100, and all of the money, 100% of the money, goes to the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Hope to see you there. And again, one more time, Back the Blue. Find out more at their Facebook page, and we'll get Dina back on again right before the bike ride happens. I'm looking forward to that. 
Until the next time, folks, thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show here at podcast225.com. You can also listen to The Waiting Room podcast right now. And as the ladies are on hiatus, catch up with some of their episodes. It is a great discussion about mental health and how how you can overcome some of the challenges of mental health. The Waiting Room Podcast, it's here at podcast225.com. We're out of time. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.